Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am your expert life strategist, Karina Calhoun. I'm your host here at Go Be Great with Coach Karina Podcast. And listen, I'm excited about today's episode. And I know, listen, I know I say this all the time, but I feel like the individual that we have today is going to come from a very true authentic place and will be dropping some gems, jewels, and tips for you and your life. So buckle up, folks. Make sure you have your notepad. Make sure you have your pen, your pencil, whatever you need so that you can get all that you really need in this day and time. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome you to the show. Rachel, how are you? I'm great, Karina. It's so exciting to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here as well. Rachel, where in the world are you? I am in Chicago, Illinois. Ah, I have never been to Chicago. Of course, everyone has heard about Chicago's pizza. I actually want to just get on a flight, go eat some Chicago pizza and come back home. (laughs) It's it's an amazing town. It's really a fun, very accessible city. It's just, it's beautiful. We have the lake here. It's just great people. It's really nice. So, and definitely... Come and check out the pizza, but you're going to get differing opinions from every single person on which one is the best. So I love it. I absolutely love it. So Rachel, what brings you to the show today? How are you loving on the world around you? Yes. And I think that's such a great question. And that's what attracted me to your show in the first place is this desire to really be a part of something where it's about the purpose-driven aspect of what we do, because there's so much noise that we deal with day to day. And I think having that true heart-centered approach and having something that goes beyond, it's what helps you get through the noise, right? Mm-hmm. So a little about me, I, um, I really love working with professional service businesses. I love mm-hmm. that service element. But for me at all, it's, it's great to see big ideas get put into place. It's great to see them be able to scale and, and create freedom for themselves, these owners. But I really love how we're doing it. To me, it's about really connecting people. And the more that we can create great teams, great interactions with our clients about that person-to-person connection and each feeling like we can be of service to one another, I feel like that's what makes great business. That's what makes great relationships. It just so happens for me, business is my playground, right? Like I love the the art of business, figuring out the strategy, finding the, the best way to get something done but I love the people aspect. And it's been such a powerful part of my life and the way that I've been able to grow in my career and in my life um, has been through the support of having teams and having people around me. And I think it's, I, I love passing that along to other people. You know, just listening to you, I knew this was gonna be an amazing conversation. Um, I call these fireside chats because there's no script, there's no pre-show interview we talk off the cuff and just hearing what you're saying, you're, it's like, you know, you're my sister. I already know that <laughs> yeah. because of this great connection. I mean, I, I can feel it. I can yeah. intently feel it. It is, it is amazing. I love when I meet people like you because that means I'm not the only one. Of course, I'm not the only one, but to meet other people knowing that I'm not the only one out here striving to make sure people are connected because we're not meant to be an island unto ourselves. No. And I think sometimes what 
keeps us an island is, is we put up these walls, we put up these boundaries and barriers, and we think that we're all alone, but really we've, I mean, we can get into the, the deep aspect of it, right? But, um, but yeah, I, I think we, we have a richer, more full life when we have a community of people around us. We don't feel alone. We have better access to ideas. It's, um, I think there's a, a African proverb that is, if you want to go, um, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess it up, but it's like, if you want to go slow, go by yourself, basically go alone. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go fast, go together, right? If you want to have, and to me, it means if we want to have a better experience, doing it in togetherness is just so much more rewarding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. So how did you get started in business? So I have been in business for now well over 20 years, but I worked in corporate America for the first 18 years of my career. And I worked um, for the Swiss Bank UBS, the uh, very big uh, money. So I was dealing with asset management, very large accounts. So pension plans, mutual fund relationships. And so that was really the start of my career. Um, and doing that, I, I had this amazing opportunity where I got to be kind of an entrepreneur in this large corporate environment. I had a great team, which I really credit them with giving me that inspiration and understanding that was the foundation for a lot of what I do now. Uh, but I'd have these great ideas. I go to my boss and be like, great, Rachel, go run with it, right? So I had client conferences that I ran. I launched global products. And in every single case, even though I had people reporting to me, the people I needed to get those things done didn't report to me. And Mm. sometimes I'd go to them with something like, hey, we have this amazing two and a half billion dollar project. They want to launch it with us. I need you to do this one thing and it'll take five minutes a day. And people would turn to me and they'd go, no. (laughs) And, you know, and because I I had no authority over them, right? But I can't go back to a multi-billion dollar investor and be like, sorry, didn't feel like it or don't have the resources, right? Like, no, figure it out. So I had to figure out how to use influence and not that creepy kind of influence. If I'm going to twist your arm, I'm going to manipulate you because that wouldn't have lasted very long, right? These are people I wanted to do more projects with and keep working with. So that relationship was very important and creating these ways of getting people to get things done without ruining that relationship with also tapping into this purpose aspect of what their job was, which might be different than mine, right? I love the idea. They might've wanted stability. They might've wanted more pay, things that I couldn't necessarily give them, but I needed to find ways to get them to buy into the project, to do the work that needed to be done in order to be successful with it. So um, that's really the backdrop of my career. And I I feel like I've gone off on a tangent here, but- No, this um, is great. But when I left UBS, I really got to think about what do I want to do from here? And, and my job had shrunk. So I'd had this big open expanse, this boss that kind of let me do anything. And it was amazing. And it started shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And suddenly I go, I don't want to be in this box anymore. Mm. And I want to work with other people. I want to work in smaller environments where, you know, uh, I didn't mind corporate, but it is bureaucratic and it does take a lot of effort to get things done. And I wanted to work in an environment where people could make a quick change and it could make a momentous impact on their business. And so I really veered to the opposite end of the spectrum and started working with service professionals and fairly small businesses. My, my range has been anywhere from about half a million dollars in revenue to about a hundred million. So that's not quite so small anymore, but 
that same theme I see over and over again is for these service businesses to grow, they need people. Mm-hmm. And they need good relationships with people. I mean, they can do it with bad relationships. You can, but it is much nicer, easier, uh, more confidence inducing when you feel like you have trusted relationships. And so, um, and, and they're not able to scale really without the people because um, if I need to hire an attorney to represent me in court, I need a person to go do that, right? You can't teach me to do that. You can't coach me to do that. Maybe that's an alternative. But if I really want somebody representing me in court, I need a lawyer. And so if that lawyer is at capacity, they can do the sort of unethical thing of trying to figure it out and take on more, even though they know they can't handle it. Mm -hmm. They can turn me down or they can hire, right? So giving those businesses that option to scale by creating these trusted relationships, creating this high performance team that they can they can count on I love that so what does it look like to get started with you if an individual wanted to reach out to you and say hey Rachel I need you I need you today (laughs) yeah what do they do how do they get in touch with you and then what does the initial uh well I don't know if it's a consultation but the initial conversation what does it look like Yeah, so it is. It's a consultation. And on my website, which is rachelsteininger.com, you can set up a strategy session with me at any time. It's free. And essentially, we go through really what's going on in your business. Where do you want to take it? And what's missing, right? Where are those frustration points, those roadblocks? And what I find is there's kind of two courses. One is somebody really knows that what they need is a system for bringing in accountability into their team, creating these trusted relationships. And for that, I have a program that's actually launching here soon that really takes people through that step-by-step and facilitates that process. Um, I also will work with people more one-on-one and come in and facilitate things with their team. And so we're also assessing in that strategy session, A, is it a good fit? Am I the person that they actually need? Um, And that's really up to them. But then also, what's the level of support that they're needing at this point? at this juncture in their business. And sometimes it is coming in and working directly with team members and sorting out what exactly is the problem. Is it the people? Is it the dynamic? Is it, you know, what culturally has been set up that's making it difficult for this business owner to scale that's keeping them stuck? Um, And then sometimes it's also a a strategic thing about what kind of business do I actually really want to have? Like for some people, they really do want employees. They want to expand. They want to um, they want to grow the business that they have. For others, it's um, I have one client that once we kind of got through, figured out our structure, she's like, I'm launching four more businesses. <laughs> Some people really, they have their mind on expansion in other ways. So it's mm-hmm. sometimes using that one-on-one coaching is really great for finding that fit that is just right for that business owner. I don't define freedom in any one particular way. It's mm-hmm. what does that individual want? And sometimes mm-hmm. that changes in phases of life too. So um, so that so, is the best way to get, get in touch with me is to reach out for that strategy session. And then also finding me on social media. I have some YouTube videos I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn a lot. I love it. So Rachel, if someone comes to you and they don't yet have a team, mm-hmm. how do you work with them in that capacity? Because what I find a lot with business owners, entrepreneurs is, um, they desperately need a team. <laughs> Yes. but they don't know how to get that piece started. 
Yeah, and I think there are a couple of things that hold people up. There's what I would call the real constraints, and then there are the perceived constraints, right? Mm -hmm. uh, real constraints can be things like, I don't have the budget yet, or it's not a priority. I have other priorities that I want to spend my money on before I start taking that responsibility on. When you have payroll, it has a different level of responsibility than me going and buying a new software that I want. Mm -hmm. And that's, I could just turn the software off, right? It's, it's not as easy to turn off the people that we've committed mm -hmm. to. And so there is a greater level of responsibility. I think that's one hurdle that people go through and that's both mental, but it can also be a real constraint of, of financial. Uh, I think people also get very afraid of what it's gonna be like managing people. Can I take the time to train them? Can I be a good manager? And in that respect, I think working with me, I really walk people through how to think about that ongoing relationship. It's mm -hmm. not just, how do I tell somebody what to do? Or how do I delegate? There's an art to that. Um, but how do I continue those conversations? How do I hold people accountable without becoming a micromanager? Everybody, mm -hmm. nobody wants to be a micromanager. That word gets thrown around a lot, but how do we provide respectful accountability and keep things on track? Um, and I think so it's this, when somebody's before that, when we're working together, it's really about making sure the business is in the right place, but also ensuring that they're in the right place mentally mm -hmm. and emotionally to take on an employee because it is a big first step and sometimes mistakes happen. It's not always easy to hire the right person, but given my background where I worked with a lot of people who I couldn't choose. I, I, when I say I didn't have authority, I mean, I can't, couldn't hire, I couldn't fire, I couldn't pay and I couldn't promote. There was nothing that I could do in those regards. So to me, I also look at it as there's so much more to having employees than just how you hire. And I think sometimes we get caught up too in, well, how do I find the right candidate? How do I write the job description? How do I ensure that I have enough money for them? How do I know what to pay them? And how do I get the employee handbook done? And I'm like, that is starting line stuff. It's all this other stuff too that's going to add the confidence of like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can add a new person. I'll know the warning signs if it's not going to work out. I'll know the red flags to look for in the, the interview process. I'll know mm -hmm. how to hold them accountable or how to talk to them because their language is not my language, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think having that broader set of skills can bring somebody that confidence as well as some of the tactical things that need to be done mm -hmm. to be effective at adding those, those team members. You're right, it's, there's a certain point at which we don't have enough time in the day to do all the work that's there. And we all have to make that choice. Am I going to grow or am I going to say I'm satisfied with this? And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I think a lot of people say they're satisfied and they're really scared about what that next step mm -hmm. could mean. You know, and I find it interesting. I was in um, leadership in corporate America. And one of the things that I absolutely enjoyed doing was uh, training managers. And yeah. so- one thing I would always tell people, there's a difference in managing bodies and leading people. Yes. You know, and so I think with entrepreneurs, we have to get that in our mind, you know, and that and also make sure we're not coming from an employee standpoint as the leader. Yeah. Because a lot of times that can still happen as well. And I know just talking with entrepreneurs over the last few years, there's been a few that I've had conversations with where they would say, well, you know, I hired a VA, which we know a VA is not typically an 
employee, they're a contractor, Mm -hmm. but it's the idea of, well, you know, it didn't work out because they didn't do the things that I needed them to do. And so I've had to have the hard conversations. Well, did you train them appropriately or was it them? Because I find that a lot of times it's in our training, you know, we expect certain people to just come in and hit the ground running. In some cases, yes, that can happen. But in others, not so much. So, you know, we have to take responsibility in those aspects as well. So this has really been a great conversation, Rachel. I really, really appreciate it. Hopefully, I'm sure folks that are listening, you've gotten some, listen, you should have had your notebook because she dropped all kinds of jewels. Listen, (laughs) amazing, amazing. So Rachel, I want to ask you if you have any last words of wisdom. Um, I would just say that assume good intent. I've heard this advice myself and I have to remind myself of this. We're not, you know, just because I, I can give advice on, on leadership and on working with other people doesn't mean I don't get my own frustrations, but assume good intent. And I think that's the basis for any human interaction is it's so easy for us to jump straight into, oh my gosh, this person did this thing. And I'm sure they meant it to like personally hurt me or, you know, keep me back from the things I'm meant to achieve, but no, probably they just didn't even realize. And Mm -hmm. if we just assume good intent and go out and try and communicate, um, I think it's just one of the most powerful things that we can do to save ourselves stress and frustration and also really allow that relationship to nurture and get stronger in the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Communication is key. And I just want to leave this last thing that just keeps coming to my mind as we've been having this conversation. Community, as we've been talking about, when you really break that word down, is common unity. And so when we look at that from the perspective of entrepreneurship, we need common unity to help our, our, really our communities, our local communities grow. Big box companies are great. They serve their purpose. In some regard, they're great. But it's the small business owners who come together in common unity, who create that um, that ecosphere of really pushing um, our economy forward. So listen, folks, contact Rachel. I feel it. I feel it. You're going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be disappointed. (laughs) So Rachel, thank you so very much for being on the show today. And I will see you all on the flip side. Bye everybody.